0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Getting Started in Design. I'm your host, Jerry Scullion, a service designer and educator and founder of the This Is HCD network and CEO of ThisIsDoing.com. This podcast is focused on shining a light on the tricky stages between education and employment and also covers moving careers into design. Now we realise it's not a simple career to break into and I myself can totally relate to this and often reflect back in the time, a long, long time ago, when I struggled for a few years to catch a break in this episode I chat with Sindhu Bat, a service design student from Bangalore in India but now based in Ireland and Sindhu contacted me recently to speak to her class about service design and we instantly connected. I was inspired about their journey from film school in India that took her to IBM as an experienced designer that this then led her to reevaluate and return to study, move across the world and study service design. We chat about some of the complexities that Sindhu has overcome to date in her career and also what the future holds for her as she embarks on the next chapter of her career as a service designer, what problems she sees, and what she plans to do to tackle them. It's a good one. Let's jump straight in. Sindhu, how are you?
1: Hi, Jerry. I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Well, I'm not doing too too bad. I'm currently in my attic, and it's 28 degrees here at the moment. We're recording in the middle of summer in Ireland, and it's in the middle of a heat wave, and the Irish love to talk about, it. you know, we'd love some good weather, and then we do have the good weather we want to wish it away.
1: <laughs> I totally get that. I mean, I've been complaining about the cold weather in Ireland for so long. I'm starting to think I should have been careful what I wished for. I know. I don't think I can do the heat wave that really well.
0: Yeah, it's funny, like we do want the good weather all the time, but I don't think our homes are well equipped to cater towards the, I am going to say extreme heat. We're not in the 30s yet, but it's going to be in the 30s today, I think, until when You're probably a little bit used to this because, like, tell us a little bit where you you originate from. And I know you're in Ireland now, but tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Well, originally, I am from Bangalore. It's the IT capital of India, and I've been born and brought up over there. And yes, so it's been, I studied four years of undergrad in uh, fine arts over there. And then I moved on to National Institute of Design in Ahmedabad, where I did my animation film design for two years. And yes, I worked in IBM after that for three years, and mm. that's where I figured out that I I don't want to do that kind of work anymore. So now I'm in Ireland. I'm studying masters in service design
0: here. Okay, very good, very good. Tell us a little bit more around the the film degree that you did, because I know um, Andy Plane, who is, he used to have a podcast on this is Hate City. He's a film graduate. So tell us a little bit more around that degree and what you learned from it.
1: So National Institute of Design is a pretty premium design school in India. So getting into it was really difficult.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And honestly speaking, I just got into it because I wanted to study in the university there. <laughs> so uh, animation film design, it did not hold that. It was not as close to my heart as the other subjects over there. But I fell in love with it when I got into the subject and I started mm-hmm. studying it. And we learned. So our first year was all about learning the film language. And after we got really good at that, they started teaching us about different, different things about animation, locomotion, etc. So it was fabulous. Those two years were amazing. Mm.
0: What did it do to your mind as regards like the process of thinking?
1: So all of us were very bad at storytelling when we joined and um, all my classmates were from different streams of uh, education so we had engineers Mm -hmm. doing their masters in animation film design and that was you know fresh breath of air and so we kind of had we had a very good mix of people who were really good at technical skills and I was good at drawing so we kind of put together both the things it kind of taught me how to merge two kinds of skill sets and come up with something new Mm. and team collaboration I think that was one of the main things that I learned in NID and people come from different facets of the country and India is ginormous when it comes Mm. to cultural differences. And we have so many different kinds of people and National Institute of Design being a national college, people from different parts of the world used to come and study over there. And I got to meet different kinds of people. Yeah, I know I'm saying different a lot because (laughs) that was how it was. Yeah. So I think an ID and the course both together they helped me grow as a person they broadened my perspective i felt that i was a frog in a well till i joined there and oh, when i went over there i was like poof my mind just exploded and i had to learn so many different things in two years so it was brilliant i came out a different person yeah
0: yeah and absolutely the, the storytelling piece how did you carry that forward into your role at ibm or maybe tell us a little bit more about what you were doing at ibm when you finished your degree
1: Oh yes, so storytelling when I was studying in NID it was very different kind. We had to either tell our stories. They mostly encouraged us to speak about the stories that matter to us and create animation films out of it, short films out of it. Mm-hmm. So when I came to IBM it was a different ball game altogether. The storytelling there is very different. You need to be able to convince the clients with your storytelling that what idea or what concepts you have are going to mm-hmm. work for them. So that was something different I had to learn and i had to completely modify my storytelling methodology becoming you know a sales pitch of sorts but i was part of only a few sales pitch mm-hmm. as a ui designer i had very little to do with interacting with clients in the first 2 years of ibm only once i became a senior designer did they expose me to the clients <laughs> till then i was hidden and mostly working yeah. in the background so yeah i had 2 years to hone my storytelling skills as a Salesperson in IBM. Yeah. Mm. I was, I was mostly doing the grunt work. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. In the background, doing all the work. Yeah. Doing all the work. That's what I'd like to say. Look, when you finished your degree, I guess there's two parts of areas that I'd like to chat a little bit more around. And in the podcast, getting started in design, we tend to chat to people who are either doing a career change or who are looking to break into the, the design industry, both of which are challenging in their own but when you finish, I guess the first part is I want to chat a bit more around when you finished your degree and you want to try and get that job at IBM. So we'll, we'll chat a little bit more around that. And then also now what you're doing at the moment, the challenges that face you, you are kind of taking it, you're going to be breaking into a new area of design and the challenges that you're going to be facing in the next 12 months, hopefully. So let's go back to the first question and we'll talk a little bit more around when you finished your degree in film. What was the process like when, when you exited in India? How did the IBM opportunity present itself?
1: Oh God, that's a long story, but I'm going to keep it quiet. <laughs> yes. Wait to start a conversation. Oh God. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it short because the first eight months was a huge struggle for me. Yeah. Because my area was animation film design and the kind of jobs we get is either yeah filmmaking or motion graphics design. And I got a job right out of school mm-hmm. in Cognizant. Am I allowed to take names? Am I allowed to take those names is that copy right now? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> okay so i got Name a job in Cognizant <laughs> as a motion graphics designer but at that time there were the u.s politics were there's a little mess happening in the u.s politics people coming in going out the government change happening so uh, new rules were setting in i think i think i can hold trump responsible for this so cognizant had to put all of us on hold before they got us into the company. And for the first six months, we were just sitting at home doing nothing. And that was a bit of a struggle. And uh, it was the most stressful time of my life because I studied in NID on a loan, on an education loan. And my loan was piling up. So it was extremely, extremely nervous. uh, Sorry, stressful for me. Yes. So finally... Through a couple of friends and people who I knew at IBM, I got the job there. I applied to IBM. There was a design test. IBM takes design tests for graduates and lateral hires there. So they took a design test, which was, I had to finish an animation short film that represented any brand of my choice. And I had three days of time to make that film, make that short ad film of sorts. And yes, so I got through. They liked my work and I got through and I got an interview. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I got through my interview as well. The two people who were interviewing me were really kind. They knew I was extremely nervous. So they were very, very sweet and supporting. And yeah, that was how I got into IBM.
0: Okay. Did you have to do a portfolio?
1: Yes, that's right. Oh, yes. I had to do a portfolio. I completely forgot about that.
0: No, no. It's a big thing, you know, because a lot of people ping me because I do a portfolio, course, but... What was that like? Because you were coming out in film school and the stuff that you were going to have, I guess, within your your kind of design bag, so to speak, of, of work that you've done. did you use that to get the job? And tell us a little bit more around that.
1: I had good illustration skills because of my background in painting. So my portfolio had a lot of illustrations in it and my concept sketches for animation films. So that became part of my portfolio. But they were looking for motion graphic design. so. I made a demo reel of the different projects that I had worked on at school and it had to have good music and, you know, it had to be well edited. Thankfully, they had taught us how to edit. So it was good there. And we, uh, I made a demo reel of mine and then I showed it. I, I was sending it out to different companies and seeing who would respond to me. So that is mostly our portfolio as animation from designers in from my school. We have our demo reels. We have a resume. And the resume, back then, I did not know about it. But apparently, in resumes, you need to customize it according to the company you're applying for. So that was a knowledge I was unaware of back then. But yeah, portfolio, resume, and a demo reel, that what was done. We also had a couple of documentations that we did for our projects. So we could show that as well. We could make that into a PDF, and we could send it across. But I don't know if that's true in other countries, but in India, they're not very interested in reading documents mm. when it comes to motion graphic design. So that was just a backup
0: thing we had. Okay. So what was the role at IBM that you, you managed to get? You mentioned UI. <laughs>
1: yeah. Everyone there, when they're joining, especially graduate hires, they're called experience design consultants, but we are all separated into our own streams. Mm. I started off as a motion graphic designer there. What I had to do was every project that's been successful and that's running successfully within IBM, I needed to go to that team. I had to record footage, I had to record that experience, shooting the different project managers, the different teammates in that project, and getting information out of them, putting it together, editing, stitching things together, making a story out of it, and then giving it back. And it also had to have fancy motion graphics with things popping and moving and everything. So then it needed to look hip and happening. One of the reasons why they hired me is because I was one of the younger folks and I knew what was trending. So that was one of the reasons they wanted me to be part of the motion graphics team there. Yeah.
0: Okay. Very, very good. So you mentioned there, there was an eight month period, Mm -hmm. eight month period of um, when you finished your degree to getting that job. And you said it was very stressful. What did that look like? Did you stay within the place where you were studying or did you have to go home? That that whole kind of period is, it seems to be very common when people finish degrees and finish their masters and stuff, they almost need to go back and kind of do some retrospection and do some planning. And tell me a little bit more around that one.
1: Well... Yes, I went back to Bangalore. I was studying in Ahmedabad in Gujarat and I had to go back to Bangalore because I was running out of money. My parents could have supported me, but I'd already taken too much from them, did not want to burden them more. Mm. So I went back to stay with them and I was hunting for jobs from Bangalore. I applied to several different companies, small companies, small studios, everything, anything and everything I could find. I was applying to all of them. Mm. I was asked to come for some interviews as well, but Most of them, they said that, uh, so NID is a big deal in India. So they said that they wouldn't be able to afford me. And I was mostly overqualified and unemployed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Most companies, they rejected me because they wouldn't be able to pay me what I deserved. And I, yeah, so they were impressed with my work, but they would not have been able to pay me for it. So eight months of job hunting and disappointments, and it was not great. Yeah. I did not know back then, but maybe I was slightly depressed as well. Now that depression yeah. is a big, I mean, everyone is aware of what depression is. Mm. That time I wasn't very aware. So now when I think back, I feel that maybe I was yeah. I went through a little bit of depression that time.
0: I think that's quite common because it is a life change and there's lots of stuff happening and there's a huge amount of pressure. And it can impact kind of self-worth and when you keep on getting these knockbacks, it is something that it takes a lot of resilience to keep going. And the bit that I really found whenever I was in that position many, many years ago was almost like you'd built a really good rapport and a relationship with your university and then it was just cut. It was like you just broken up with somebody and then you're like, uh, I've got no framework to really use to move forward. And it's that kind of gray area between the two worlds that caused me some problems and you know, trying to figure out how to get ahead. So it's good that you got through that and you managed to stay in IBM for quite a while, did you?
1: Yes. Thankfully, I was able to stay there for three years. They didn't kick me out. (laughs) I'm thinking that that is because I was good at my job and they were okay with what I was doing for them. But yeah, yeah, I kind of got bored with the kind of work I was doing the first year. Hmm. So we have six months of probation in IBM for graduate hires. So that those six months I had to work my ass off and I had to show them that I deserve to be there. And I thought that those six months of finishing the probation period would be enough. And afterwards, my life would be easy. That was not how Mm. it was. I had to work harder after that for the next one year. So one and a half year was it took me one and a half year to build a reputation over there that I'm a reliable designer Mm. and I could carry projects on my shoulders. So I also had to upskill because motion graphic design can only take you so far. The learning curve is quite uh, short. In Mm -hmm. corporate companies, when you're a motion graphic designer, but if I had to upskill to becoming a UI designer, a visual designer, and that helped me get better projects, the projects that I wanted to be a part of. So, yeah, I upskilled. The next, like the second year was all about upskilling and learning the new. I shadowed my colleagues. I have to say this the design team in IBM, especially the one in Bangalore, they are an amazing bunch of people. The peers are. They were brilliant. They were so supportive. I learned so much from them. And I would say that's a source of all my graphic design knowledge. I was a very bad mm-hmm. graphic designer before, before IBM.
0: You were kind of thrown into that kind of world and you kind of had to sink or swim, so to speak. Is that fair to say?
1: That's yeah. exactly what happened. That's yes. a
0: tough, you know, you've come through eight months of kind of tough period of, of time And then you all of a sudden you find yourself, you got what you want, and then you're like, oh, it's another challenge that you have to get yourself over, kind of relearning and learning. So how did you find that period of kind of you've been hired for something that you actually didn't really study and you have to actually produce? Actually,
1: I really liked that challenge when I went in there and I saw the kind of uh, UI work and UX work my colleagues were doing. It was what I felt would be a better match for me than motion graphics design. So upskilling, I took up a lot of online courses. My Instagram is full of UI handles. <laughs> if anyone goes through my Instagram, scrolls through my Instagram, you'll only see UI advisors and tips and on that. So any and every kind of platform that exists to learn UI and UX design, I have, I have explored all of them to upskill myself because I had to be able to justify my decisions, yes. my design decisions to the clients, to my peers, to my teammates. If I had a design decision to make. So it was very important and I needed to know everything about what I was doing. And yeah, it was challenging, but a challenge that I liked. Unlike job hunting, that's not a challenge I like.
0: Yeah. You managed to get over those hurdles pretty easily. Like I know it was an eight month period and you had to do a year and a half within IBM. What are the learnings you took away from that into the the challenge that you're about to face, which is exiting now with an MA in service design? Well, what are the learnings that you can take forward to that problem?
1: Well, it's, I have understood that there are a lot of differences in the kind of job hunting we have to do in India and the kind I'll have to do in Dublin. So here I feel that I can actually follow the kind of job or go for the kind of job I've always wanted to do. Mm. Unlike those days when I just needed a job because I had a loan to pay off. And I was very desperate. Um, I'm thinking that now I have more options mm-hmm. open for me here. And I've already started job hunting. I have already applied to a couple of companies yeah. and stuff. And now I'm going for a job that will suit me and suit the kind of work I want to do more than running behind the money. Mm-hmm. So, And there I had to definitely run behind the money. And IBM did that for me. IBM paid me good amount. And <laughs> that was very useful at that time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As regards the work that you've done in your, i say previous career, because you've kind of getting started in design, you've already done that. You're in the design industry, but now you're moving into another area of design. What are the challenges that are faced for you at the moment in producing and providing a, a sort of a narrative to that shift?
1: Well, it is true that it's a different aspect of design that I am in right now. Before, it was all about whatever design work I did was mm-hmm. mostly for clients. It was very client-based design. And now I am I can, the kind of design I'm pursuing right now, the service design, the entire program, that is applicable to any industry and any design problems. So the challenge that I'll be probably facing right now is when, how shall I put this? So before in UI and UX design, you actually have a direction, that one direction that's kind of like, It's a set direction. You need to do this, this, and this, these many steps, and you, boom, you'll just reach the goal. But here, it's all about design research, and my work begins, it's right Hmm. from the beginning. I don't do it halfway through. So I do not yet, the toughest part about service design is the research bit where you have to find the right problem. So that, I feel, is a challenge for me now, even if I go ahead and when I join a company or when I start working, I think the problem will be for me is finding the right kind of problem in companies and designing for that. And even more challenging would be convincing the company that this is the right problem and see if I can push them a little, push the boundaries a little bit and, you know, kind of show that I am a reliable designer. Again, I think the biggest challenge for me all the time is to prove to the world that I am a good designer. And every time, every project I have to, Prove to them that I'm a good designer. That's what I faced those three years. And I think I'll face that the next many number of years as well. It's never yeah. going to stop.
0: Absolutely. Where are you at now with the portfolio? Is that something that that's in the short or the medium term for you?
1: Um, it is uh, extremely short term. I really need to get my portfolio going right now. I've only applied through resumes and my old portfolio and I'm updating it right now. Mm-hmm. I've done everything in PDF documents. All my portfolio work is in PDF documents, which is not very convenient when you're sharing it with different companies and different people. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to put that on a website and uh, make it more accessible to people. So that's my goal. I need to finish Mm -hmm. it within this month or maybe next month and I have to start applying to my dream companies. Yes.
0: Okay. So as regards the work that you're going to put in that, is it mostly the work from the MA or is it going to be a blend of both? Because that's one of the challenges that, one of the questions that I get asked quite a lot. What should I include in my portfolio? Should, it, should, should I only include service design work in my portfolio? Or should I acknowledge the fact that I've had a past and an existence and worked in other areas of design?
1: That is an interesting question. Right. So I've been thinking about this for almost a year now. As soon as I came to Dublin, I've been mm-hmm. advised by everybody I know that I, I should have started applying last August itself. Apparently, I don't know. That's how things work here. So I've been scared a lot this past one year because I have nothing ready. And when I have been mulling over this entire mm-hmm. thing on what to include in my portfolio, because I have history of skill sets. And so what I've decided to do right now is I want to be taken seriously as a service designer. So I think 70% of my portfolio will be about my projects that I've done in school, in NCAD. And I think I'll bring the focus to that, mm-hmm. but I also want my the people who want to hire me, the companies to know that I have multiple skill sets. so I'm going to, I'm, I will be including a couple of my work from before the UI UX work that I've done before, and I'll be including some graphic design work as well as illustration. I'm planning on making a couple of like a few tabs in my website mm-hmm. and trying to see so service design will be the main one. And the companies can sift through my website and see that I have other skill sets as well. And I have filmmaking knowledge.
0: Yeah. I think that is fantastic because the advice I always give people is you're a three-dimensional being and you don't just have one skill set in service design. Explore and show and demonstrate that you've got multiple skills. Um, It'll only serve you well. And it's something that more and more people should do. And include bits that sort of showcase your personality, because you can see here that you can definitely talk about design. There's something there that sort of triggers you to to get going and starting. Try and figure out ways to to sort of visualize that and capture it. I'm sure you as as a filmmaker, you could probably do something really cool in that space to really help kind of present yourself in the best possible way. Like, you know, just going back to the point that you said you didn't realize people were applying for jobs and that's the way it is here. I didn't know that either. So it, you know, go for jobs when you're ready and you've got things lined up. I always say to people, go out and have conversations, you know, start to network, start to get involved with the community and build a network of people that you want to try and work with and for. What's the best way of doing this. And it sounds like you're right at that point. So what are the bits that um, your course is helping you with at the moment as regards getting ready for the next challenge? Because like, To be honest, like it's important to finish your MA and stuff. You won't look back at it in six months when you're in a job and kind of go, "You know, it's not that important." At the end of the day, when you get out there and you start working, it's going to be left behind. And you start working in real projects, and you start replacing those in your portfolio. What is the college doing to help you get ahead?
1: I wouldn't say that NCAD helps actively in finding jobs. It's mostly they just give us the opportunities, but we have to work hard to get to that point ourselves so uh, our mentors sorry our tutors uh, here mm. you call them tutors so our tutors in ncad they are very very helpful and supportive so they've all been pushing us to apply only when we are ready as you said but uh, i never feel ready so i don't know when i'm going to start applying <laughs> i always feel that i have more to learn and i don't know enough and there's this huge mm. huge imposter syndrome I keep getting every now and then and I, I fighting that all the time. Yeah. So how I think N C A D has helped me in when I enter the industry, what's gonna help me from N C A D is my presentation skills. Back in India, we I don't want to speak for everyone, but I never learned how to present and speak in public. And if I have ideas or concepts, how to express them in public and be able to articulate them really well. Articulation is still a work in progress for me. What I've learned here is right off the bat, my first project, I had to present it to my class. I think that was Mm. the scariest experience ever. I don't even think a horror movie can beat that. Talking to my classmates about a project that someone else has done, that was the toughest thing I had to do. And from there, I feel that I have gotten better at presentation skills. I've gotten comfortable with my classmates as well. So I think that also helped. But yeah, that is something I'll be taking away from NCAD, along with everything I learned about service design, but the way they have kind of trained us to be able to speak out our ideas, and the way they have told us that they have been impressing on us that we need to be able to express our ideas better, because that is what is going to help when we are working with people and we're working on projects in future. If we cannot express, that won't. No matter how brilliant our ideas are, it
0: won't go a long way. Really. Well, look, Sindhu, it was great chatting with you today. Um, if people want to reach out to you and connect with you, how might they do that?
1: Well, I'm on LinkedIn, then yeah. they can ping me on my in my LinkedIn channel. But yeah, my website is still in pro, in process. I mean, <laughs> I don't know when it'll be ready. But yeah, they can once my website yeah. is ready. I think they can find me there as well.
0: Okay, maybe we'll put a link to. Your website in the show notes, even though it's not ready, and hopefully people can click and you might have something up there. I always say to people, don't think of it as a big beast of a project to get your first portfolio up there online. Just think of it as the bare bones to get started. And once you do that, you'll find the motivation to continue. And it's something that we we cover off in the Building Your Design Portfolio course that we run, and this is doing. So it's something that I really believe uh, you're probably very close to it. It's just about getting the right amount of time and the right amount of focus to to get to that point.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. That is great advice. I'll keep that in mind.
0: <laughs> have a great one, Sindhu. Thanks for your time.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye.
0: So there you have it. That's all for this episode. If you like this episode, feel free to visit thisis8cd.com where you can access our back catalogue of over 100 episodes with episodes related to service design, product management, design research, and much, much more. If you're interested in design and innovation training, feel free to check out our business, thisisdoing.com, where you can join online classrooms and learn from the world's best design and innovation leaders. Join the This Is Hate newsletter where you'll receive updates from the network. And also, if you're interested, apply to join the Slack community on thisishcd.com. Stay safe and until next time, take care.